And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Joe Hoft, contributing editor for the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Joe, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, thanks, Dan. It's great to be here. Uh, every day I visit your website because I find that it reports the news truthfully and reports news that other outlets don't seem to want to cover. So it's very valuable. Um, you have a real sense of um, some of the big news items. What kind of comes to the surface, top of your head, as you think about it uh, this week, Joe? Um, well, that's a good question, Dan. Um, for me, the focus really, well, certainly we've had COVID over the last year, um, and there's a lot of news breaking on that this morning even um, about various institutions and whistleblowers that are now coming out and noting that, hey, these numbers from these various institutions are not accurate. And they're either overstated or understating, whichever way will make a COVID look worse, right? Yes. And so um, that's going on for sure. But I, I, I still spend a lot of focus, uh, as much as I can anyways, uh, related to the 2020 uh, election. Right. I just, it, it was, a, it, in my opinion, um, it was it was very very much fraudulent and it's a and it's not even not even fathomable the Joe yes. Biden that election. And I could go into that in great detail if you'd like to. <laughs> that that's fine with me. I, I did want to mention I, I noticed um one news item came out uh I think it was earlier Thursday morning, maybe Wednesday evening, talking about India and their their tremendous success with Ivermectin. Right. Right. And isn't that something? And yet uh, we, it the is. media here and in the Western world uh, wants to claim that this drug is uh, given to animals and not, for, not, not suitable for humans, which is a lie. Yeah, it's well, they, a- they have two uh, versions of it. They do have one for horses, but they also have one for humans that has uh, actually saved a lot of lives worldwide right. and it's and it's fully approved you're using it for a different application but it's right. uh it's very interesting to learn that uh, you know what is the number of people in this state of India was it like 240 million people well uh in the in the one state yeah that could be i mean overall india's got more than a billion right oh yeah but uh yeah the the results uh, of the uh their efforts there in not using vaccines, but in using that uh, that drug, the wonder drug, um, have been fantastic. Compare that to Israel, for example. Yeah, what what was the story with Israel? What have you heard there? Well, what we've heard there is that they were maybe the most vaccinated uh, country in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yet they've got a high incidence of uh, COVID now, maybe one of the highest in the right. world as well. So. How does that make sense? Yeah, there's there's something that doesn't compute here, and just normal people like me on the on the street thinking about it says uh, this this doesn't compute. Something's something's amiss here, common sense wise. Right? How about it? For for some time, I mean, yeah. La- last year we came out with a couple big bombs on COVID, and were attacked for it. Uh, one uh, one where. The WHO back in February, March, was saying that, uh, oh, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be a 3% mortality. And you look at 3%, that's a huge number. And that oh, scared sure. people. And a lot of people thought that the WHO was valid 
and accurate, and we've learned since uh, that's just not the case. Um, and um, the numbers were, were faulty. We, we I, I drilled into it from Hong Kong within about 20 minutes and, and saw, you know, the, saw exactly what was going on and why the numbers weren't accurate. It was more of a mortality similar to the flu. Yeah. Six, seven months. We got attacked for that. They didn't like that. We got attacked real hard by, like, Media Matters and others. <laughs> And uh, seriously, and um, tried to call us, you know, basically liars, making stuff up and just get us out of the way. Somehow, get, somehow get us out of the way. And uh, with with their might, which is pretty powerful. But uh, six months later, uh, CDC comes out and says, well, this is probably uh, mortality closer to the flu. Yes. So and we're absolutely right. You used a key phrase there as you're describing that, and that was the idea of scaring people. This scared right. people. And right. uh, you know what? God doesn't want us to live in fear. We're Christians. We trust mm-hmm. him. And we cannot let um, sometimes these spurious news stories scare right. us into some kind of an action where we just shut down and we stop living our lives. Right. You're absolutely right. And that, that's just, and this thing has been nothing but a fear. It's been a, it's a, it's been a uh, pandemic of fear. It has. Um, maybe not reality, but fear because yeah. we, we're not, you know, we remember early on there was, it came out of China, this man just walking down the street and drops and they say, oh, this, oh, yeah. oh my, this is so horrible and scared the world. We haven't seen that. I've never seen one person no. in the U.S. that walked down the street and just fell over. No. Uh, well, well, we have seen not, is, uh, orchestrated cover-up of information out of China, out of communist China. I'm not talking about the Chinese people. I'm talking about the communist Chinese party. They love right. to cover up information so that they can control. Absolutely. And um, a lot of that going on now and, and will be into the future until those yeah. people are set free. Or yes. set themselves free. Right? Yes. And, you know, there's there's many, many, many millions of Christians underground in China. My heart goes out to them. Um, They want to worship God. You know, once the government finds out that they're really worshiping and freely worshiping, of course, then they try to shut it down and and they they don't get treated nicely. Um, Well, let's talk about the 2020 election. I I have a bias, and my bias is that there was massive cheating. You take it away. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'll I'll skip back to one thing you just said, which is about China and about the people's rights. My wife's Chinese, and I've been to China a number of times, a number of times. And I lived in Hong Kong for 10 years, so I know China pretty well, been in and out of there. Beautiful family, always treat me so nice, smile when they see me. I can't, I, I don't speak Mandarin. <laughs> and they're just so nice. They do, the, you know, they give the shirt off their back. They will. And they're just beautiful people. Well, I found out one of her uncles, actually a couple of them, uh, were arrested for praying about 10, 20 years ago and thrown in jail, one of them for maybe up to three years. And that was his, his crime was praying. Oh. And so we don't know how good we have it here. The man's out, and uh, I think, you know, they kind of broke him in, in prison. And That's right. I'm not sure if he's a big uh, Christian anymore. Mm. Uh, but there was a movement there for a while where people would come get together at various people's houses, and the regime stepped in and uh, squashed that and put some people in prison. And one of them was her uncle. So that's that's the, that's the reality. This, there's people living today in China that I know yes. that have been in prison for praying. 
Yes. So um, it's a reality, and this is really the fear that where where we're headed if we don't if we don't stand up and say enough. Well, I'm really glad to hear that story because we have a uh, daughter-in-law who is Chinese, and we love her, and she's become part of our family. Uh, she came here um, to study, you know, get a master's degree. She became a full United States citizen, studied, you know, learned civics better than many of us, <laughs> or me right. anyway, had to learn it. And uh, she's a beautiful lady. And I, I, I think there's a lot of Chinese people um, who find themselves in the system. I'm just guessing here. But they don't even realize how much misinformation they're being given. And they start, not my daughter-in-law, but they start thinking like communists because that's all they hear. Uh, And I experienced something like this the other day. I was getting my car worked on. I was in the shop, and I noticed they had the typical TV channel on, and a couple of older seniors were just kind of absorbing the stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, these people are, are... getting total lies told to them. Uh, What's the alternative? And this is one of the reasons I love the Gateway Pundit. You know, if you want to get get some really good news and get a variety of of opinions and data and information, go to that Gateway Pundit, thegatewaypundit.com. It's fantastic. Yeah, thanks so much on that, Dan. The... um yeah, so Jim started the Gateway Pundit. As a matter of fact, we had him on this morning. I, I, I'm on a radio show now in the St. Louis area. It's called Real Talk, 93.3, Real Talk, 93.3. We've got an app out there in both Google and Apple that you can download. It's the white app on Apple, and it's uh, you can listen in on our show really uh, from uh, 6 in the morning till 9 where we have a morning show. Wow. And we when we invited Jim in this morning, he's been on a few times, um, one of my favorite guests, and he <laughs> talked about his site. He had he, no, he noted today that he's dropped some information on a couple of whistleblowers that have um, came out in the medical community saying these numbers aren't accurate. These these uh, hospitals, there was one in Missouri and St. Right. Louis area that is not full of COVID patients. They have shut down three three-fourths of the ICU, and then they have patients in the remaining portion. And that portion may be somewhat full or whatnot, but it's three—it's only one-fourth of the entire ICU. The rest of the ICU has been shut down. Another thing that's going on that people aren't talking about is that a number of doctor medical professionals within that hospital, apparently, as well as other hospitals in the nation, are not taking the vaccine. They are rather... They would rather resign than take it. And now these hospitals are having uh, shortages of employees across the board. Oh, yeah. So um, that's something that's not being reported by our media today. Um, the numbers are, are, are garbage. And um, so, yeah, we got to fight this and share the truth. And I asked Jim this morning, the question came up, why did Jim start this? And, and um, he gave an interesting response. He said, uh, this is back in the early 2000s, around 2004, I'd say, is when Jim started the Gateway Pundit. He said the Internet was just starting then, and there was this interesting group of people that had started sharing and created their own websites. And the, the Internet was free then. It yes. was you know, free. Information was free. And uh, they um, were, were, you know, sharing these stories that were totally uh, opposite of our of our media even back then and they became a force 
oh, yeah. they have. And um, the left knows it. They did a, they they put in a lot of work between 2016 and 2020 to stop and shut down these various websites, Facebook. So there's some there were some entities that came out before 2016. Their business model was Facebook. Yes. And um, and they were getting a ton of traffic, and then they were shut down after 2016. Basically, their site's just taken oh, yeah. down or you totally know, censored, you know? That's it. For my personal use, I, I've switched over to Gab and to Getter, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and th- those type of platforms because they allow free speech and they, they don't yeah. throttle you. Even if you post something just that's really vanilla flavor about, let's say, ivermectin and, and yeah. the truth that uh, this, this area in India that we just talked about is now declared, they themselves have de- declared themselves COVID-free. Be, yeah. be, because the use of this um, therapeutic, um, you know, uh, Facebook will will censor that, and they'll they'll at minimally they'll put a post saying, "Well, you can't really believe this." Blah blah blah. I get so sick of Facebook. I'll tell you. Yeah, how about it? And that's and me too. And watching the way they censor Jim, so it's about about thirty percent of the volume of his business before the election in twenty sixteen came from Facebook. Yeah, and Jim, we've heard Jim had twice as many Facebook shares as CNN back then. Isn't that and amazing? I, isn't it? And I and I believe that Facebook was pushing CNN articles. Oh yeah. Even then, censoring uh, you know the Gateway Pundit to some extent. Yet still, yeah. that was the result. People want the truth, and um, so. And a lot of people didn't like Hillary Clinton as much as the media wanted us to believe that they did. Not a lot lot of people didn't. And um, so anyways, after the election, they shut Jim's uh, traffic down to basically zero. It's just basically. (laughs) It's terrible. I laugh, but it's not funny. This is very serious. It's really serious. And uh, what happened, though, is uh, Jim's volume increased anyways. And so it's even bigger today than it was. It's about twice as big today as it was uh, in 2016. Getting million last night got up, you know, yesterday three three million hits. Oh my! Now you keep mentioning Jim, and for our listeners, Jim is your brother. He was the founder yeah. of the Gateway Pundit. That's right. And then you had other uh, many varied business experiences and yeah. and skills. And what was your skills? And then you came to work with your brother. Right. So um, I was a corporate um, auditor and financial director so I've, I've done audits around the world literally i yeah. got in this, this company that was shipping me all around the world to do to look into things and um you know they've certainly if you're in the u.s you want to make sure things uh, are, are in the up and up everywhere and so in foreign lands they would send me and it was it was a great opportunity i got to see the world i really did i've been to australia probably a year of my life china like i mentioned more times than i know uk canada uh, South America, South Africa, Europe. I got to see the world all, and, and it was it was cool. it was wonderful. I look back at that and say, what a gift that God gave me there. I, I never, I never imagined it. You know, I've heard somebody. I heard this from somebody in Australia when they they said it. I thought, wow, because it, it was it was God talking to me, and it was this girl said when I when I decided to change my life and, and move in a better way, my dreams for me were this big, but God's dreams were you know this big, <laughs> right. It's a beautiful thought, thing. Isn't it? And that's true. Yeah. And you just start doing the right thing. And I, I went back, got school. I've got now 10 degrees in designations and mm. CPA, one of them, MBA, one of them. <laughs> and that, and I got to see the world. And then I um, 
then I moved over to finance for a period of time with this corporation and uh, oversaw our Asia Pacific financials, and that was more than billions in, in revenues and and really a challenging job with multiple currencies, mm. functions, businesses, languages. It was yeah. it was a big deal. And then after doing that, I got an opportunity to move to, to Asia and set up a regional audit team for our company. And uh, I moved to Hong Kong. So I was in Hong Kong for a decade. And that was the decade of, uh, you know, starting in 2011. And so it was fantastic. I got to see, again, the world live over there, see things as they truly are. And um, and then before the 2016 election, and I talked to Jim every day as Jim was building. While I was doing this, running around the world, Jim was building his website. <laughs> and he started to get notoriety. And so um, before the 2016 election, I started writing for Jim just on the side. As, and you know, for, as a hobby, yeah. and because uh, I had a full time job, and uh, <laughs> loved it, and had some big stories that got broke. Uh, big, you know, back then Drudge Report was like the barometer of what's what's yeah. what's in. Boy, the haven't they changed? They changed. Yeah. I think that, and that was that was it. There was an absolute effort after 2016. They said we got to get rid of Drudge, we got to get rid of Breitbart, we got to get rid of all these other sites, and yep. Gateway Pundit was on the list. Fortunately, they haven't gotten rid of Gateway Pundit. And um, anyways, um, you know, I, I had two I, I had two headlines on the Drudge Report two days in a row back then. Hmm. When Drudge was Drudge. Yes, and that was right. my, that got me going. I thought, wow, this is kind <laughs> of fun. And um, so then I wrote for Jim in the evenings and during the day had uh, was the corporate executive. And then uh, and then. Uh, in 2019, I guess in 2020, I moved back to the States after 10 years overseas, basically retired, and then decided to just write for Jim full-time. And that's okay. what I've been doing for more than a year now, I guess, and enjoy it. And have and the blessing with all this was I was uh, I have got a lot of auditing skills. I've looked at fraud audits. I've looked at uh, – yes. I've looked at uh, corporate audit, uh, all sorts of various audits, and and so when this thing came down in early uh, November, um, called the uh, 2020 election, immediately I could see there's there this isn't right, no, and, and, and across the board, and uh, and Jim and I had the opportunity to talk to President Trump last Friday. Mm-hmm. We interviewed him. And one of the things I shared with him is it didn't take a corporate auditor, and I think I mentioned to him I was a corporate auditor, but it didn't take a corporate auditor to see that there was fraud in this election. Oh, yeah. And he, said, he said, you know, you're absolutely right. And um, it didn't. Uh, there's so much fraud, and our media ignored it. That was their answer. The great media <laughs> moguls, their answer was to just ignore it. And we started pounding away, and we were getting, uh, we were averaging 4 million hits a day. Wow. As we just un- unwinding this thing, did a, and I, you know, we, we, we were on a mission. Oh yeah, and we found all sorts of stuff, and um, and it eventually led to the people in Arizona demanding of their of their politicians to stand up and do an audit, and do a proper audit, not these bogus audits. And that's Correct. the thing I can see right away. Some of these things, activities they call an audit, they're not an audit. That's a recount of, of garbage data. That's what it is. You know, you count 10 beer cans that are empty, and there's 10. You count ten, the same 10 later, it's still 10. It's still 10 empty garbage 
beer cans. So, and, so uh, what characterizes a true forensic audit? Well, I, what we what we saw, and there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of shenanigans. I do believe that there's uh, things that happen within the data uh, where there are votes that are flipped mm-hmm. in, in big chunks. We have some evidence for that, um, but that's hard to prove in court. You know, good luck going to yeah. court and saying, "Hey, there was you know three million ballots here that were that were switched." Okay, which ones? Uh-huh. Well, we don't really know. We know the total. It's hard. To, it's going to be hard to do in a court of law. The one guy that I saw was Javon Pulitzer who came out and said, "Hey, here's how. Here's our answer. We go to the ballots. They're paper ballots. They're, mm-hmm. they're there. They're tangible, and you go through them and you look for you know and valid. First of all, determine which ones are valid, and then come up with your vote totals." And um, I thought that made all the sense in the world. And what he could, he said, you know, for example, when you have an absentee ballot, you mail out a ballot to somebody, that thing has to be folded and put in a piece of paper in an envelope, mailed out, mm-hmm. goes through the post office, it's tracked there, and it's filled out at home, refolded, put back in an envelope, and mailed back in. So if you have an absentee ballot and it's pristine and it has no folds in it, then it's highly likely that that ballot never was mailed. Mm. And that's the kind of things. And if you have batches of those, then you know highly likely they're all fraudulent ballots. Sure. If you have ballots that come back in and the dots are filled so perfectly <laughs> that you know that it can only be done through a machine, and we have technology today that can determine that. Same with folds. Once a fold goes in a paper, it's always there. It never leaves. You can iron it, whatever. Yep. That paper has changed. And so there's so the same thing with the dots. If they're too perfect, you can determine whether they were filled out by a machine. If there's um, there's other things that were going on, and, and Jovan's actually come up with like 15 different types of fraud that he calls it. And I, I, I'm, I'm with him on that. And so hmm. that's what we were pushing for in Arizona. That's what the Senate eventually did. And I think it was due to the people there and the patriots there. And we'll know soon over the next, uh, you know, I guess week, we should have results from Arizona, maybe pieces today even, hmm. that, will, that will give us an inclination of, of the fraud there. I believe there is a lot of fraud. I believe they manufactured hundreds of thousands of ballots out there. And we'll see what the results are from the audit. But um, there certainly was enough to overturn that election in, in, in Arizona and, uh, and that Trump won. That's what I'm hearing, too, behind yes. the scenes, some numbers there. But they've been really pretty good about keeping it hush-hush, Un- unlike the uh, Mueller investigation where they were pumping stuff to the New York Times and Washington Post every, oh, yeah. every day, and it was all fraud. It was all garbage. It was. Just <laughs> it, was. it was a lie. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so yeah, I think there's a lot of fraud, and I think that's the thing that could be looked at. There's a group in Georgia right now that has a court case on Monday that's going to come out, and that will uh, tell us whether the ju- the judge is going to determine whether that group can look at the absence, the physical, the actual ballots in Georgia. That would be good. Uh, from the uh, 2020 election for related to absentee ballots in Fulton County alone, which is the Atlanta area where there's massive fraud. You know, when and, people when people are not willing to look at the data, not willing to have an audit, right away yeah. it raises a lot of suspicion, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's just, you know, auditing 101. And if people are fighting back like they did in, in Arizona, the Maricopa people, absolutely there's fraud. 
the only time anybody ever gave me any sort of grief, which was very rare mm-hmm. in the corporate world, uh, there's something wrong. There's, yeah, they, they got something to hide. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, what I what I probably want to point out is that uh, they need to see the physical ballots because we you, there's things that you can you copy the ballots and there's how do you know they're really the real ones yeah. and there's things that are in the physical ballots that can't be seen through a copy especially how how well they copy them at what level and degree so anyways um, that's what's going on uh, in in Atlanta and then in Pennsylvania yesterday the Senate there past uh, uh, what do you call it, the subgroups within the Senate uh, committees uh, passed uh, a uh, ruling that they're going to subpoena a bunch of information from the state there. Well, so great. things are moving forward. It's too slow. It should have been done a long time ago. Well, it should have. But, but you we've know, got to keep we've got to keep fighting for this. Yeah, absolutely. We right? We don't have elections and we don't have nothing. I, I so. totally agree. I was going to say that. If we don't get to the bottom of this election fraud, we have lost our nation. No question Amen. about it. So we've got to keep fighting, and that's what we're going to do. And 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 to, to me, that's the most important important piece right now. And look what look what the cost of this election was: thirteen oh dead uh, Americans in Afghanistan. One of them that's was buried today in St. Louis. It, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. Today we've been talking with Joe Hoft, contributing editor of the Gateway Pundit. Also a host of a new radio program on Real Talk 93.3. And one more time, uh, Joe, the reference for that if people want to look that up. Yeah, 93, 93.3 Real Talk. Thanks thanks for bringing that up. And it's a new radio station in St. Louis, and we're going we're gonna to take the uh, talk, a uh, conservative talk market. That's our, that's our goal. We well, want to share the truth. I hope you do well because people need to hear... Uh, the other side of the coin, which is a lot more faithful to the truth. Joe wow. Hoft, my friend, thank you so much for joining thank you us so today. Much, yeah, you have a great day. Thanks a lot. You too. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. <laughs> 